Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is a good one. This is pretty rich. Um, From Dale. Kevin, you seem insistent on saying that Sam was a fifth rounder. He was more a late fourth rounder being the first pick in the fifth round. (laughs) That's beautiful. I love that. Okay, I'll refer to him as a fourth-rounder uh, now, a late fourth-rounder, and I'll take the guy who was drafted as the final pick in the fourth round and call him a fifth-rounder. How about we do it that way? So who was picked? Who was the last pick in the fourth round of that draft? We'll call him a fifth-rounder, and we'll call Sam a late fourth-rounder. Dude, he went in the fifth round. I don't care first or whatever. He was a fifth-round pick. That's funny. 301-230-0980, Simple question. If they didn't take the swing at the quarterback, meaning they don't draft one, they don't sign Kirk Cousins, they don't trade for Justin Fields, they don't sign Russell Wilson or even Ryan Tannehill, all right, uh, would it shake your belief in Adam Peters or would it confirm your belief in Adam Peters and the new front office? Uh, This was a question from Ralph who said, for old benefit of the doubt, Kev, would it test that old benefit of the doubt if they didn't take a swing at quarterback? Yeah, it probably would. would, There's context to that. You know, the context being they didn't like anybody. They just didn't like – they didn't like Daniels May at number two. They didn't like the other quarterbacks a little bit later on. Cousins was too old. Russell Wilson isn't good anymore. Justin Fields they didn't believe in. Um, Versus that would be different from them saying, we really believe that Sam Howell's 17 games last year showed us that he can be the quarterback of the future and we're going to choose to build around him. That would definitely test my benefit of the doubt. Uh, let's go to Rick. Rick's been on hold the longest. Rick, appreciate it. Go ahead. As always, Rick. How you doing, Kevin? Good, Rick. I would I would say that my confidence would be uh, shaken. 
because uh, first of all, you know, I think that Peters was bought here. My 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 confidence would be shaken. Yeah. And and it, and because Peters, uh, I think Josh Harris bought him here simply to fix the quarterback situation. And uh, I think that uh, I do think that there is a quarterback out there in this draft that can solve the problem. Right. Just getting the right one. Rick, I'm with you. Thanks for the call. Yeah. As always, appreciate it. I'm with you. There's, there, there are too many choices here, and the pick's too high. It would definitely – it would rattle me a little bit if they decided to pass on that opportunity. But it would really rattle me a little bit if they passed on that opportunity and they didn't address it some other way. Again – if they, you know, if we found out they just didn't like any of the guys, they just weren't, they felt like they'd be reaching. Okay, I, I'll trust that. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Um, Eric, we had on the phone earlier, and then I think he either muted us or we lost him. So let's go to Eric and Waldorf. Eric, go ahead. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? Good, Eric. Listen, it would shadow my world if we do not get a quarterback. We've been quarterback poor for 30 years. And to not acquire one in the draft is ridiculous. Okay, then they don't know what they're doing. They brought the offensive coordinator in. He's supposed to be a, a offensive guru for these young college quarterbacks. Then let them work with Sam and let them work with the, the number two draft that they choose because six to eight games into the season, if they can bring Sam up, he can be tradable. We can get something for that. Okay? We done lost too much. Wilson and our boy Kirk, Kirk just doesn't have it. He didn't have that thing when he was here. And when he went to Minnesota, they were one quarterback away from going all the way, and he failed them. He's still failing them. He's, he's efficient, but he doesn't have that it. Okay? And – we got too many pieces of this puzzle that Ron didn't fix when we was here. Matter of fact, I think we worse off. Stand pack, take the quarterback at number two. I don't want the number one pick. I want somebody with a chip on their shoulder, want to go out here and ball and play football. I hear you. Good call. Appreciate it, Eric. Thanks for the call. This from Rob. The two Philly games clinched it for Michigan. I know you think I'm nuts, but Sam can play. Those games proved it. No defense, and they nearly won both of them. Uh, Yeah, there was no defense for Washington, Rob, in either one of those two games. And you know what? There was no defense for the Philadelphia Eagles either. They stunk on defense this year. Uh, Let's go to Ian. Ian, go ahead. Yes, it would shake my beliefs very much like you. I think you have three options, none of which are slam dunks or perfect. There are great things about each of them, concerns about each of them. And, of course, with how. Uh, I went back and forth with CJ, who you just had on, and you on Twitter, just saying, I don't get it with how. Factual pieces of evidence led the league, the worst in the NFL, INTs, pick sixes, total turnovers, batted passes, sack, sack yardage, all this. And then everybody wants to blame everything else. Right. Rivera, the enemy, the O-line, the wide receivers. 
But yet, when they saw Brissett in, what was it, six drives, five touchdowns that he led him to with the same variables. So we know at some point it's not everybody else. It's him. And I'm with you. You said this with Tom. You said this with others. I don't get why there's such equity in Sam Howell. That, to me, is so baffling that whether it's Taylor Heineke or Sam Howe, the, the fan base has such equity. Like, at least with an RG3 or something, you have draft capital, you have college tape. How in these guys, like, we, we deify mediocrity. He's, I don't even think he's a backup quarterback in the NFL. He was the worst quarterback in the NFL, like in seven different categories. Why do we? Why would anybody think? Well, because because when you don't have anything, and you just go out there on that limb because you liked him in college and you want to be right, you stick with it until you're absolutely right. proven wrong. Look, I think most of the Sam Howlers, I think. I would hope that they could be at least objective enough to say at the end of the year, yeah, I'm not sure now. I mean, if they said that, you know, there is something to be said for this is true devil's advocate. Cliff Kingsbury might come in with a system, a college kind of system, quick get the ball out, lots of bubbles, lots of quick game, which, by the way, was exactly what Sam excelled in last year. That's actually where he looked good. When they actually went to, doesn't have to read the field, doesn't have to hold on to the ball, doesn't have to process, we're getting the ball out quickly on hitches, we're getting the ball out on bubbles, we're getting the ball out on traditional screens, we're getting the ball out on quick swing passes, which are just run extensions. That's actually where he excelled. If Kingsbury came in and said, he's actually really good at that, and then, oh, by the way, he can be incorporated into the running game. You know, and some of the things we want to do with the quarterback in the running game. I still I still don't see it because at the end of the day, it's third and ten in late December in a game you have to have, and he's got to deliver from the pocket, and it's not what he does well. It's the thing that he's got the it's his biggest weakness. Protection or no protection. He processes too quick too slowly. At least he did as a as a as a second year quarterback and a first time starter. I'm with you, Ian. I don't we we saw this with the people that were convinced about Carson Wentz for the for for a long period of time, too 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 long. Um Sabah, Sabah, go ahead. Hey there, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. I guess uh Sam wasn't as much of an upgrade as uh we all thought from you know who Junior. So uh anyhow, <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> Actually, actually, I think the games yeah. in which he excelled in were better than any of the Taylor Heineke games. Sorry, but I really? think it so was a slight Taylor upgrade. Taylor won at Philly. Hold on, Taylor won at Philly Monday night. Eight no, he doesn't yeah, get 50, as much credit. Fifty as rushes in the game. They rushed the Philly. ball fifty times in okay. the game. Whatever. Anyhow, all right, we'll <laughs> just move on. So I will not be shaken at all. I mean, I'll be surprised, but not shaken. I would actually love it. That means to me that this new regime does not listen to public pressure, don't listen right. to media, and they're more like Bill Belichick, do what they think is right. The answer may not be right, but I want them to do what they think is right. So if they don't think May is the guy, don't draft him. Go get the best player available for your team, work with Sam, and see what happens. If that's what they believe they should do, I'm okay with it. 
but I got a real good one that I know will test your uh, benefit of the doubt. Let's say that they pick up one Mitch Trubisky free in free agency, Keith Sam, and draft Drake. What would you think about that? If they sign Mitch Trubisky, drafted Jaden Daniels, and kept Sam Howell? No, no. Drafted Drake. Drafted Drake. Oh, and kept drafted Sam. Drake. Okay, so May. <laughs> so three Carolina yeah. quarterbacks? Yeah. And they all like each other. What do you think of that? And all cheap. Well, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what to think of that. I, I would be very surprised if they drafted Drake May, kept Hal, and then went out and signed Trubisky. Although Trubisky's not going to cost much. I mean, he may not right. get. He may be over. He, his career may be over anyway. Um, I don't. I wouldn't know what yeah, to think about that. I'd be, you know what I would think? Yeah, I would Mitch think did. I'd be very happy that yeah. they drafted Drake May. That's what I would think. Yes. And all Mitch did was take Chicago to two playoffs. Yeah, he did. 11 wins season, I know he played he well those started. years. You're right. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. But he wasn't yeah. good enough. But whatever. Uh, yeah. All I know is location matters. And if the guy ends up in the wrong location, the quarterback could be ruined forever. So, you know, if Tom Brady was with us, he would not have been Tom Brady. And if you no, look at that there, show, there's probably Dynasty, some truth to that. There's probably some truth yeah, if you, to that. Yeah, if you I look at that show, uh, Dynasty, uh, have not Belichick watched it. I went it's with great. Brady against all. Yeah, but he went against uh, with Belichick against everybody's wishes, including the owners. They all just ate Bledsoe, 150 million dollars. That took guts. So to me, not drafting a quarterback will take a lot of guts, and I would appreciate that if that's what they thought was the right thing to do. All right, that's that's your answer. I I, I can't. I can't argue with that answer because we haven't had professionals making these decisions for the most part. We haven't had competence making these decisions. On some level, I would remain benefit of the doubt, Kev. I just don't think they're going to arrive at that result. It would be a very surprising result if they arrived at that. But as I was describing the Kingsbury fit, and what Sam did well last year, you know, th- I guess they could talk themselves into if they didn't like anybody else. Hey, this is what we want to do offensively. And it's the one thing he did well offensively last year. His games in which he excelled were the games in which they emphasized heavily early in the game get the ball out of his hands quickly. Uh, 301-230-0980, If they didn't make a big move on quarterback in this offseason, would it confirm your belief in Adam Peters in the front office, or would it shake that belief? Uh, Harry's on the line from Frederick. Harry, go ahead. Good morning, Kevin. Um, hey, Harry, how you doing? I'm looking at it, man. This guy, to me, this whole new organization is a savior. They slayed the dragon. They took Snyder out. Right now, my faith bucket is completely filled. Um, I think we got. A, I think we got two options: either we draft one of those three, or we trade it, get a bunch of draft capital, and address all the other areas that we need, and then maybe drafting somebody like Bo Nix or uh, or the guy from Washington. I can't think of his name right now. Penix. Only Penix problem team. with him is that he's he, yeah he's uh. It, He's a nine one one call away. You know, injuries have always followed him, and that's a scary thing. But I think we definitely got to bring in somebody in the draft, whether it be one of those top three or we grab the next tier down. If we're going to do that and then gain a bunch of draft capital and attack the other areas where we're weak, 
which is many. I mean, it's a, it's a shame to say for the last 10 years that our most valuable player has been our punter. You know, it's, it's a really, it's a joke, you know, and right now I've got all the faith in the world in what they've done so far. The last nail in Snyder's coffin was when they got rid of Rivera. That, that one sealed the, sealed, sealed the Snyder area in my mind. But right now, I got you know, if they do something out of, out of what I think they should do, then I might throw a question mark to the side of the bucket and leave it lay there until I see what that <laughs> question mark. It's just laying there, that little question mark on the side of the bucket of your yeah, yeah, filled up faith yeah, bucket, yeah. and it's just sitting there, just in case you need just it. No, I know what you're out, saying. Man. I hear you, but that, but I have that faith right now to a certain degree which really yep. leads me to believe that the chances that they're not going to add and make a big move at quarterback are almost 0%. Seriously. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, not I, 0, but it's 5% or less. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at 90% draft one of the three and 10% trade and get a bunch of draft capital. That's where I lay. Anything outside of that, there's going to be a question mark thrown to the side of the bucket there, and let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, Thanks. Right now, I've got all the faith in the world. All Thanks, the faith Harry. in the world in them right now. Yeah. All right. As always, appreciate the call. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's when you get a new regime in and you don't definitely have the answer at quarterback, and there's nobody that's coming into this organization right now. They're not sitting behind closed doors in Ashburn saying, we don't even have to worry about it. We got him. I mean,. What this poor kid had to deal with last year, with Bienemy and with the 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 throwing the ball eight hundred times, and and the offensive line, and Ron Rivera, you know, basically at odds with everybody on his way out, and this S show of an organization. No, we got him. There, I just think the chances that that conversation is going on behind closed doors is like a half of one percent. When you come in and you take over. One of the reasons this job was attractive, it may have been the number one reason it was attractive to Adam Peters, who had every option out there, was because they've got the number two pick in the draft, they have a need for quarterback, and there are three of them with massively high ceilings. And he's going to get a chance to pick his guy. Uh, Cliff, Cliff, go ahead. I was reading something this morning, earlier this morning, where Cliff Kingsbury was talking about he would like Caleb Williams, but he don't he don't want the team to spend a whole lot of draft capital, and he was picking Jaden Daniels over Drake May because Daniels is more mobile than May. Where, where, where did you read this? On uh, Google. But but did he he didn't say that. Did, was somebody was somebody spe, was somebody just giving their opinion on what Cliff Kingsbury thinks? Cliff Kingsbury didn't come out Denton Diddy and say we shouldn't use draft capital to trade for Caleb Williams, and I like Jaden Daniels more. No, I don't think he said that. That would have been a massive headline. But anyway, continue. Um, you um um if they couldn't um if they don't draft the quarterback. They would have to get somebody in free agency, but I wouldn't want them to go after Russell Wilson because of how Russell Wilson stiffed us the last time. Yeah, I don't think they're going after Russell Wilson. And plus plus he has a no-trade clause anyway with his contract in Denver. And um, if we can't get Kirk Cousins or anybody, I wouldn't want no Mr. Trubisky. Why couldn't we go up to uh, Big Brother 
and knock on the door and politely take Tyler Huntley. He's an unrestricted free agent. I know. Because Tyler Huntley's not the long-term answer either. But if you decide that you don't like any of these people and you don't want to spend for Cousins or for Tannehill or trade for Fields, then you're going to have to look at Brissett or Darnold or Huntley or Ty Taylor or, yeah, that's going to be the area. Look, Baker Mayfield's a, a, a free agent as well. And Kingsbury worked with Baker Mayfield in college. Maybe we haven't considered that possibility enough. Um, thank you, Cliff, for the call, as always. Uh, let's go to Lap. Lap, go ahead. Hey, what's up, Kevin? Hey, hey Lap, how I are you, sir? Jaylen, I want to get Jalen Daniels, man. I mean, this is so close as we've been in a while. You know, I didn't want uh, Chase Young. You know, I wanted Joe Burrow, but that wasn't happening, so. Uh, this is the closest we have. I mean, I would look at this organization as a different if we didn't go get a quarterback and, and try to, you know, rock with Sam Howell. I mean, I know it's a lot of people that want, you know, him as well to try to get another opportunity. But, nah, I think we need to go in a different direction, man. Go young. You know, we got the owner out of here, and now we can try to build with something, you know. And I'm, I just want to see what they're going to do and, I I want to make the playoffs. I don't care who the quarterback is. I want to make the playoffs. It's been a while since we made it. I want to make the playoffs. We've seen how young quarterbacks can win their first year and make the playoffs. So if you got all these wild card spots now and you still got the division, that's four opportunities right there. So let's let's try to go get and make the playoffs. So yeah, but, uh, I want. I'd like to make the there. playoffs too, Lap. I'm with you on that. But what I'd really yeah. like, especially yeah. with this kind of clean slate, with all the draft choices, with all of the cap space, with the new group, I'd like to see yeah. the build towards a long term run of being a legitimate contender for years upon years. Uh, And that just doesn't happen very often in this league unless you get the quarterback position right. Paulie, Lou, Joe, everybody else on hold, stay there. We'll do a couple more calls on the other side of the break. Then we will switch subjects altogether. Although I will share with you what Colt McCoy thinks of the Cliff Kingsbury hire. Uh, He weighed in on that yesterday. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980, the Team980.com. We're free and live on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we'll do a couple more calls. And I want to tell you what Colt McCoy said yesterday on a podcast about Cliff Kingsbury and about some of the quarterbacks in the draft. 301-230-0980. We'll finish up with just a few calls here. Uh, on the question of the first half of this show, which is, imagine they don't address quarterback in this offseason. Would it confirm your belief in Adam Peters in the new regime, or would it shake it? Uh, let's go to uh, my guy, Paulie, who's been on hold for a while. You're the best. Go ahead. What's up? Big guy. Hail to the W. Yes, sir. It would confirm my belief in Adam Peters, man, because finally – Finally, we see a guy who says, we need to blow this thing up. And I wanted this last year, man. We was talking about these trades. We don't address the quarterback. They roll in with Howell, man. Then that means you need to trade Jonathan Allen. You need to trade Terry McCorn. Anybody of value and has a, a tradable contract needs to go out the door, you know, if they don't address the quarterback. Because – so I'm the the tanking the tanking idea here basically uh, no no not not tanking competitive losing <laughs> but but basically what you're saying is you think if they go in that direction it's because they don't like the quarterbacks and they are going to take this opportunity with by the way a grace period here and they are going to tear it down to go. the studs and reset the roster a la yeah. Miami Dolphins yeah. remember Miami Dolphins did this. And they took their lumps for like six or seven games. And by the end of the, that first year, they was a competitive team. And then they went into the next year, drafted Tua. Remember, and you never know what's going to happen with these college quarterbacks. Remember, Tank for Tua turned into bow out for Burrow. You know? and, they <laughs> yes. still got the and, they, and they still got the quarterback the next year in Tua. You know, so if they don't make a move this season at quarterback, I'm fine. Just, just, that's just telling me they didn't see that. Okay, they're they playing the long game. We're going to reset this entire roster, and and if that's the case. But what if like it said, isn't it, about the long game? What if they come out and say simultaneously? And by the way, spend big on veterans and free agency. All right, and they say we think we're close with Sam Howell. Listen, man, those guys are competent, and I don't. I mean, we, we, they're too competent to know that they're not close with Sam Howell. If they roll back into Sam Howell, like I said, to me, that would have me believe. If they roll back in with Sam Howell, they're not going to make a bunch of free agent signings. It has to be this is, they building it, they're going to build it through the draft. Because when you sign free agents, you know, because most of the free agents, they're, they're what, second-year contracts? So you're not going to – most of them, you're not going to get a third big deal out of them unless you sign them to a short-term deal. So the timeline doesn't match on signing big-name free agents and rolling into a, a second year or a restart first year with Sam Howell because, you know, last year was totally botched on the ball 70% of the time. No quarterback is going to learn like that unless you're Dan Marino. So, so 
my thing is, if they don't roll a quarterback this year, this got to be a total reset of the roster. And I'm fine with that, man. Blow it up. Let's start over fresh. Let's let's roll, man. Let, let's. I want it. I want that ten year run. I lived through Joe Gibbs four Super Bowls in ten years. You know, so that's a. Hey, I I would make that sacrifice for that type of achievement for the next okay. ten years. No, so that's I, how I, I I know what you're saying. It's Joe. just that. You know, the idea, and you understand this, and we've talked about this before, the idea that you're tearing it down to the studs and you're building it back up, and oh, by the way, when it's built up, you know, in every position group and you've got depth that you're just going to go to the quarterback tree and pluck the quarterback that you need to make it all come together is fool's, you know, that that's fool's goal. That is delusional. No, no, no. That There's no quarterback tree. And you're not going to be no, in this no, no, position... No. I mean, you might be in this position again, but with lesser quarterbacks at the top of the draft. But we don't know that if, with the listen, I know. quarterback shake out of, the quarterback tree. Uh, the quarterback tree gets shaken every year in the draft. That's why I said you never know what's going to happen. Like I said, tank for two or turn it to bow out for Burrow. You know, know. And then you had a third quarterback in Justin Herbert. So every year these quarterbacks is coming out. The college game is more passing. Than, uh, you know, running now anyway. So you're going to get at least one quality quarterback every year. So if they don't get a quarterback this year, we'll, with Sam Howell, we're going to be back in the same range. Maybe not number two, but I guarantee you at least top ten. And then from that move with, with draft capital, and, you know, you can make a move back up if you want to to get a quarterback. In, in the following season, the only thing I so would I say to you is I, I I'm hearing you, and I'm not you know I'm not sitting here saying that that if that was the strategy that I would be dead set against it, um, but there is the notion that some had certainly at the end of last year that you need something even better than Sam so you can just evaluate and be competent offensively. Because they were not competent offensively in the in the back half of that schedule when they played better we defenses. Was, we was confident. We was confident. We was confident uh, uh, when Brissett got in there. Competent. <laughs> we was confident when Brissett got in the game. All yeah, that's sudden, what I'm saying. So sudden, you've got to have somebody sudden, like that available to compete. But what I'm saying is, you don't do if you don't draft a quarterback in this year's draft. You don't sign nobody like Brissett. You roll back in with Howell. You take your lumps again for another season, and you set back at the top of the draft next year. That would be fun. Three and 14. All right. I I love you. Thanks for the call. It'll be a different different three and 14. Not a Ron Rivera, Ringling Brothers, and Barnum and Barely Circus three and 14. (laughs) See ya. Have a good weekend. Lou, Lou, go ahead. Lou, what's up? No, Lou? Let's go to Kevin in Virginia. Kev, go ahead. Yeah. How you doing? I, it would shake my confidence. Daniels is the pick, and I'll tell you why. As a fan, if I'm going to pay $300 for a ticket, I don't want to see Drake May. He's boring. I want to see Jane Daniels. He's got the highest ceiling. I was at the Notre Dame-USC game, and I was right behind the USC bench, and Williams was very unimpressive in that game. Not particularly on the, on the field he was unimpressive, but on the bench he was unimpressive. How the way so? he handled adversity was not good in his body language. In his, he, he was throwing a temper tantrum on the side. And I thought to myself, he should not be the number one pick. But let me, let me throw another scenario at you. If Howell's still in the mix, there's another quarterback that they could, they could trade back 
who I think is just as good as the first three, and that's J.J. McCarthy. If they trade back to six or to eight, they could still get him and bring him along, give Howell a little chance, you know, the first half of the season, see what he does, and then bring McCarthy in. I think he's a long-term quarterback keeper, in my opinion. But but it sounds like the answer to the question is your belief would be shaken if they don't take a, a swing at a quarterback here. But on the McCarthy front, look, if they did that, I, I would definitely be benefit of the doubt, and I would be, you know, I, I'm not, I don't see it in in McCarthy, but there's definitely some buzz about McCarthy within the NFL circles about the intangibles being completely off the charts. Um, the fact that we didn't see a lot of what you would call NFL caliber plays because they didn't need him to do it in most instances. But people will point to the Alabama final drive or the games that he had against Ohio State back-to-back years. Um, Harbaugh loved him. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Harbaugh loved him. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that would be – but that's – that's them taking a swing. Even if they trade back, they're picking the quarterback. Yeah. If they were to pick J.J. McCarthy, let's just say 8-12 to 12 range, that would be a big swing. Uh, Kevin, finish that, – oh, that was Kevin. Billy, finish it up for us. Go. Kevin, good morning. Hey, Billy. I discovered the uh, quarterback tree. Do you want to know what it is? Hmm. It's called a running game. Look at the history of the NFL. Look at the guys who have been in the Super Bowl and won Super Bowls. They all have running games. Look at how good Lamar Jackson is in the regular season. He runs and passes. He's amazing. I love watching him. He can't win a playoff game. They turn him instantly into one-dimensional. So the challenge here is not finding a quarterback. It's finding an offensive coordinator who will balance the run with the pass so you turn your quarterback into a passer and not a runner. That's how you win in the NFL during playoff time. I don't care about the regular season. Look at the quarterbacks that we had that won Super Bowls. None of them could run five yards. I know. It's a different game from back then. The I'm not, not going to sit here and debate that, that I, I, being able to run the ball in December and January isn't beneficial. I agree with that. But to go back to our Super Bowls, you're just talking about a different game. And by the way, you could really say the 91 team threw the football to run the football. They threw it to set up the run. Um, and Kevin, thanks for the pick on uh, uh, Purdue last night, by the way. I really yeah, appreciate it. never been in a basketball game before. Thank you. That was easy. I appreciate you. Uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. Uh, we'll do some Denton news when we come back. Ben Standing at 12. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots 
of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hitting the news you might have missed. It's Denton's Daily News. All right, Denton's Daily News. What do you got for me today? All right, I'm going to start with the uh, the thing that piqued your interest during my last trending now. Netflix is officially jumping into the live sports pool, if you will. On March 3rd, that's next Sunday, Alcaraz and Nadal squaring off in what is being dubbed as the Netflix Slam. It will be their first live sporting event between two of the best tennis players currently playing. So it's just Nadal versus Alcaraz in a tennis match live on Netflix? From my understanding, it is it's just an exhibition. Yeah. Where is it? Um, let me look that up. I saw a uh, an ad for it. I haven't looked into um crazy details. I, I my my interest was like I I don't get it. What am I missing here? Like Nadal and Alcaraz, okay, but people would rather see that you know, in the final or semifinal in Paris or at Wimbledon or at the U.S. Open. An exhibition match? It'll be in Vegas. Okay. I was going to guess Vegas. Um, so I don't I don't understand the draw. I it's, mean, this well, isn't just... like some sort of gimmicky thing or, you know, we're going to – it's Alcaraz versus Coco Goff. We're going to do, you know, the <laughs> battle of the sexes 50 years later because I think Billie Jean King Bobby Riggs was 19 19- – 70 actually i think it was 1973 so the 50 year anniversary of that would have been last year i don't why the, i don't understand the draw here so there will be other matchups as well so it's almost like i don't th- i don't know if you're a ufc guy but it's like a boxing thing right so like mm. they're the main event of what is going right. to be the netflix slam it's kind of similar to the match although the match was admittedly taking place at a time initially when there were no live sports because of during the pandemic, but it's one of those sorts of things. It's literally just a gimmick to get Netflix to 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 be able to hold a live sporting event, and I'm sure there's uh, going to be a lot of money roped into this. Yeah, I'm sure. I just don't know where the audience would come from. Like, if this was, like, one of those deals where – it's Nadal and Alcaraz, but it's, you know, the behind the scenes leading up to this exhibition. And it's, you know, in depth with both of these guys and their lives, et cetera, um, uh, as a buildup to it. You know, and I would assume that that would be some of it. But if, if this is just their foray into live sports, I, I you wouldn't get me to flip on Nadal Alcaraz, Alcaraz in an exhibition. Do I want to watch that in the finals in, in Flushing Meadow? Yeah. Do I want to watch that in the finals at Wimbledon? A hundred percent. But exhibition tennis, exhibition golf is just boring unless there's some sort of gimmick to it. You know, like you know what they did with you know Aaron Rodgers and and um, who was the, was it Josh Allen last year with Phil and somebody else? Yeah, I think it was Josh Allen. Travis yeah. and uh, Mahomes did did it versus Stephen Clay. Right. Uh, one year. It's funny, yeah. I'm reading off of like Netflix. Isn't Caitlin Clark doing some sort of golf thing? Apparently she's an excellent golfer. Not surprising. She, Most shooters Not surprising, are. but is she is she playing in some pro-am in some tournament that maybe like the Quad Cities Open or something like that? I don't know. I thought I read something about that. All right, what else? Um, so speaking of Netflix, they have reportedly ordered a documentary on the Montreal Expos talking about their 
exit from Montreal to come back to D.C.? Any interest in a Montreal Expos, Doc? Uh, I don't know. Tim Raines, um, you know, they had some good teams in the 80s. You know, they played in that Olympic stadium where they held the 76 Olympics and some of those big events there. I I don't I don't know what 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 is is it? I mean, I don't maybe maybe it, it might be one of those things where I just don't know the story of the Montreal Expos, but there's a lot of interest there and it'll be a phenomenal thing. I, I have no idea. It would feel weird watching because aren't we kind of the bad guys of this story? I mean, we did kind of take their team. Now, it, it served much better in the nation's capital than it was in, in Montreal. I mean, well, Major League Baseball great. took over that team and then looked to relocate it. Uh, Major, Right? I think I think I have that right. Major League right. Baseball took control of the Expos who were struggling to be solvent and then found the city to relocate them in, and D.C. was that city. It wasn't that they picked up and moved to D.C. I think baseball had already taken over. I'm still there's. I'm I'm sure there's still a little bit of vitriol from the Montreal fans to those Maybe. of us in D.C. Though. Maybe I I I don't know what the stature of the Expos in Montreal is. I would guess that it's way 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 behind the Canadians. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, D.C. lost baseball teams on two different occasions. They lost the Senators in 1961 to Minnesota. That team became the Minnesota Twins, and then they lost the Senators when uh, Bob Short moved the team out of D.C. uh, to Dallas, and they became the Texas Rangers. The Texas Rangers are the former Washington Senators. Then that Senators team that moved in 71 was an expansion team after we lost a team to Minnesota. So D.C. lost a baseball team two different times in less than 10 years, or in 10 years, I guess. So, sorry, Montreal. Uh, so, speaking of baseball, the uh, the Miami Hurricanes are unveiling a new a new food item that they're going to have this weekend. So, I would I'm going to read this to you. I want I want to know if you would give this a a try. It is an everything bagel milkshake with lox and cream cheese. If you no, 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 and no. <laughs> There's a picture it, of it. It starts on my with Twitter. everything bagel. Like I I. I'm not an everything bagel guy. Like, it's not that I would turn it down, but for whatever reason, the onion and the mix of everything that's on there is just too much for me. Give me poppy, give me sesame, give me cinnamon raisin, and I'm good. I don't do plain bagels. Um, But then you you try to turn it into a milkshake? It's a a milkshake with locks. How does bread bread in a milkshake? When would you ever have a bread product in in a milkshake? Well, so you're not going to have. I think it's more so a a milkshake with the everything bagel seasoning. Oh well, that's different. But they're calling it an everything bagel milkshake. Uh huh. Sounds gross to me. It doesn't look much better. I can I can tell you that. Who's doing this? The Miami Hurricanes uh, baseball team. The Miami Hurricanes baseball team. Yeah, I guess maybe lox and cream cheese is big in Miami. Well, of I course wouldn't. it is in 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 South in, in South Florida. I mean, South Florida is basically New York moved south. Um, I'm not a lox guy. Oh, I I I'm I I like lox. It's not my favorite thing, but I I like. I mean, I, I like anything involving salmon. But anyway, go ahead. Um. So, have you seen the uh, the new Fanatics uh, Major League Baseball jerseys? 
They've gotten critically panned online because they look kind of childish. Well, the pants aren't much better. There's a, a a photo going around of a player. I don't know who the player is, but the player is bending over uh, during spring training, and the pants are just about completely see-through. Okay, start over again. Sorry, I was I was I was looking up trying to find the everything bagel shake. It's on my so Twitter what, if you want to see it. What uniforms? The so Fanatics is, has they kind of redone Major League Baseball uniforms. Mm. And okay. they're they look awful, most of them. But the pants they're starting to wear the pants at spring training, and the pants if you bend over are so. Fanatics see-through. is the p- producer, the manufacturer of baseball uniforms. Yeah, they run all those all those commercials with your Fanatics gear and all that stuff, and now they're mm-hmm. taking over jerseys. And you're saying that the pants are see through? They are. There's a player bending over, and I see a lot more of the Wh- player. Which than I uniform? To see. Which team uniform? Uh, I think it's all of them. They're doing all, all of them. them. Yeah, it's like a whole hmm. MLB thing. All right. Yeah, I see. I see it now. Yeah, you see a lot. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's very, very odd. Uh, so you and I talked about the AT and T crash yesterday. It kind of impacted us because Jeff Ehrman, who was our guest, uh, wasn't able to join us the schedule time because he still did not have phone service. Well, AT and T has officially pointed the fl- the finger at a software glitch on why the outage took place yesterday. But what has been the most hilarious thing uh, for me, Kevin, is seeing a lot of the employees who have gone viral, like just your everyday run of the mill. Disputing this? Not just, no, not disputing this, but like your AT&T store on like, you know, the corner of 15th and 7, right? That is just getting heckled by people. They It's way above their pay grade to fix this thing, but they're in the uniform (laughs) with the AT&T and people are chirping at them about it. Yeah. Well, this stuff happens every once in a while. That I, mean, that I can relate to that, though, because one of my first jobs in this particular city was a, a streaming service that streamed, I'm not going to say the name, don't want to step on anybody's toes, but streamed a particular women's sporting event that did not work. And constantly the fans would come up and ask us, be like, why can we not get these games when we are in market? And I had no answer. I was like, hey, would you like to sign up for a fidget spinner? You know, it's not exactly a response to your story here, but we are considering ditching cable. You know, most, a lot of people have ditched cable. They have gone, you know, to YouTube TV. They've gone to other, you know, uh, products. If I I were to ditch Xfinity, because to me it's inconsistent at times, I actually think the internet's not bad. We have Xfinity internet too, but is YouTube TV going to be enough yeah, I mean, I mean I'll be watch? able to get what, what I remember during the NFL season. There were complaints from people that had YouTube TV that said some of the NFL games were either not available or they were glitchy. I never heard that. I never had a problem with that. I mean, my brother did spend the extra uh, cheddar for Sunday tickets, so we got all of the NFL games. I never had a problem with it glitching. My what was the price issue, on that again? Uh, for Sunday ticket, it was way more than he should have spent on it. I was like, you're a football fan, but you're not having a football fan. It was like $300. I was like, why'd you buy this? Um, mm. But the biggest the biggest issue I had with YouTube TV was during college football when and kind of now with college basketball, they give you quad boxes, but they design the quad box instead of you being allowed to 
design the quad box. What do you mean? They, they, they pick the games? Yeah, they pick the games in the oh, box. Oh, well, that, that doesn't make any sense. You've got if you're gonna if you're gonna quad box from home, you want to pick you want the four games in the quad box that, that you, you that want. you're interested in, right? And what happened several times? So, like, I'll just give you an example, right? This wasn't even a quad box. This was just the the du- the duo box, right? It was during uh, championship weekend. It was the Big Ten championship and the ACC championship going on, and they offered you the ability to to double box it, but the ACC championship was on ACC Network rather than, uh, I think it was uh, also on ABC. So it gave you, like, the weird ABC, like, on-field situation, not like a McAfee cast, but, like, what the ACC Network people do in the game on-field versus the actual broadcast, which that very much made me upset. It was a weird way of watching a game. Hmm. Interesting. Um, all right. Got anything else? Yeah, let's talk about Jokic because he went crazy last night. Fifty, The first player in NBA history to shoot 100% from the floor while scoring 15 points, 15 rebounds, and 15 assists. He, he finished 21 points, 19 rebounds, and 15 assists uh, to beat the Wizards. He sure seems like the front runner um, for MVP by a long shot, but this certainly – Because Embiid's Embi- not going to be qualified. Because Embiid's, Embiid's gone. And the other guy that was close to him was Shai Gilders-Alexander – and I love SGA, but he's not doing that. I mean, this is iconic stuff from Jokic, literally. Yeah, the funny thing is they've actually had some tough games and tough results recently. Um, there have been a couple of games that they he's actually struggled from the free throw line, uh, which is always surprising. But good God, I mean, 10 of 10, uh, 19, you know, for he, 21 points. He didn't shoot a three-pointer, and by the way, he typically does shoot three-pointers. Um, he averages, you know, three over three attempts from behind the arc, uh, beyond the arc a game. Uh, Twenty-one points, nineteen rebounds, fifteen assists, ten of ten from from the floor. Uh, it, the dude is shooting um, in his last. Uh, I think if there was one game, if you took it out, he's shooting like sixty-nine percent from the floor. I think it's fifty-seven percent um, for uh, the last several games for this season. Right now, he's shooting 58.2% from the floor. Not bad. Uh, his free throw shooting's down a little bit this year. But um, he's just – he's great. I I get in these conversations all the time with Tom. I get in these conversations with friends of mine. I just don't – it's fine if you don't like the product. If It's fine if you don't like the nature of too much scoring and not enough defense in your opinion – Anybody that watches an NBA basketball game and walks away from it thinking, eh, just these guys are just okay compared to the guys in the past, it's just an insane view. The skill level of NBA players today is so much higher and better than it's ever been. And a guy like Jokic is great to bring some of the old-timers back because he plays such an old-school, fundamentally sound game. He's, he's the, he is the greatest passing big man, maybe, of all time. I always felt that Walton was the greatest passer of a pure center that I've ever seen. Jokic is different because he'll lead the fast break. He'll take it off the rim and lead the fast break, something that Walton would have never been asked to do. He's looking for the outlet. Um, but Jokic's passing and his vision and his anticipation for a big guy is the best I've ever seen. Um, he is the best player of this era, certainly of the bigs, for sure. Uh, and last year when they won the title, I, I thought that we were going to see two or three more minimum. And I still feel that way. But, man, 
there the, the landscape of the West and what they'll have to go through to get back to the NBA Finals Tough. is going to be really. T- and by the way, you just mentioned you know Shea Gilgis Alexander SGA is just he's 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 him as the as the kids say <laughs> he is him because he does it on both ends too. But the West right now the West seven through ten play in would include the Suns, Kings, Lakers, and Warriors. Can you imagine those four teams in the play-in? Only two of them are going. The pressure of those games. Um, the Suns being in the play-in with Durant, Booker, and Beal is funny. But we need them versus the Nuggets again because that was my favorite series of the postseason great last series. year. You know, the uh, – you and I were talking about this because I wanted to do a segment on this, and I don't know if we'll have time to do it today. And if we don't get it to get to it today, we can do it next week. But I was watching um, Stephen A. and uh, Mad Dog and JJ Redick. Uh, I didn't watch the show, but I watched this clip of them talking about Durant in particular. And a comment was made that nobody's got more pressure on him in the NBA right now than Kevin Durant. And I thought about that, and I think I agree with that. Like, Durant's all-time great, and he was the best player on the two title teams when they won it in Golden State. But it looked like he was jumping on in, you know, a, a team that was already fit to win titles because they had already done it without him. Um, and then he was within a whisker in Brooklyn of certainly being in the NBA Finals, literally one toe away uh, on a shot at the end that forced overtime that would have won it had it been a three-pointer um, against Milwaukee. But there is some pressure on Durant. Do you, do you think – I think they're right about that. No, yeah, I think they, there's they this feeling are. that Durant's got to do – he's got to win another title. And he's got he's to win a title away from Steph and Clay and, and Draymond and, and Kerr and, and the Warriors. Yeah, they, there definitely is. I think that subject came because he did a podcast where he said, where he alluded to the fact that there's pressure on him, and there's a whole like leadership conversation as well because he's a little bit of a different quote unquote leader. But I, I just love watching Kevin Durant. I've always been a Kevin Durant fan, so I'm root. I root for him. Like even in that Brooklyn, uh, that Brooklyn uh, Milwaukee series, mm. I was it, so. It made, I think it's some of the best games of his career. It was, but the problem is they got swept the next year. So everyone focuses they on. They got the swept sweep. by Boston. By the way, um, in every single game was close in that series. If you go back and look at it, but still, you're right. They got swept. But the opportunity that they had against Milwaukee when he went for I don't have it in front of me, 50. but I think it was 48 in Game Five and 49 in Game Seven, I something was, like I that. I think it was 50 in Game Seven, wasn't it? 50 in Game Seven. Yeah. He is spectacular. I think a lot of the criticism is. You know, he's been very sensitive to criticism in the past. That's number one. Uh, And has, you know, lashed out on social media in a way in which, you know, adult people think is immature. Number two, I mean, had that fake, you know, Twitter account. Number two is that he ended up winning titles by jumping on an already existing championship team. And it looked like he was, you know, jumping on there so he could get a ring. But he was the best player on that, on those teams that won it, um, and remember, he gave a lot of his career. It's not like he was in OKC for three years in one contract. He was in OKC for nine seasons, 
and and was part of a team that got to the finals, but they did have that three to one lead, and it was that feeling of couldn't beat him, so they joined him. So he joined him. Um, but yeah, I think I think he in the NBA right now might have more pressure on him than anybody else. Although Doc Rivers coming back and coaching a team <laughs> like Milwaukee, he's got some pressure on him. Uh, by All the way, right, you uh, were right. Jordan had forty eight that game seven. Forty eight in game seven. What was it in game five? Forty nine. Forty nine. Yeah. God. He was in, he was amazing. Two of the inc- most incredible pressure individual performances I- in the last twenty years in in the postseason. All right, uh, Ben Standing next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 